Good evening, everyone. You're listening to the Ghost Goons here with Adam. And I'm James on the other end. Um, Adam, I heard that you have an interesting fact about today in horror history. Uh, Some would call it interesting. Some would just call it a fact, I guess. (laughs) On this day in 1981, The Evil Dead was released in theaters. Uh, That was written by Sam Raimi and also directed by him, too. So here's a nice little piece of information. Evil Dead. I've never seen The Evil Dead. I haven't either, but I'm actually just reading about it right now, and it seems like a good... It seems like a pretty good movie. It's it's uh, five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they're unknowingly release flesh possessing demons. Okay, it's, that doesn't really. I, I feel like IMD is kind of slacking on the whole summary thing. Yeah, I guess it, it really is. It's kind of like half a sentence about it. Yeah. But the only real movie I've seen about people going to a cabin in the woods was Cabin in the yeah, Woods, that, and I didn't like that movie that's, at all. That's exactly what I thought you were, like, when you said that, that's immediately what I thought of Cabin in the Woods, which was terrible. Exactly. Which is unfortunate that people think that, because a Cabin in the Woods really is a great place to set a horror movie. Yeah, I, speaking of Cabin in the Woods, too, did you hear about the sequel? They're making a sequel. No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's confirmed, but there's been, like, murmur about them making a sequel. Um, cause, cause the first one did so well, I guess. I, why'd the first one do so well? I don't know. It's, I mean, the idea of it is pretty interesting, I guess. It was just, it was put, like, you, you've seen it, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. You know how, like, the whole premise is, like, they're, it's a t- reality TV show and it's, like, surviving these things or whatever? Yeah. Whatever it is. I haven't seen it in a long time, but that, that's the basic gist of it, I guess. Um, it's, it's a cool, that's a cool idea that they're, that it's all like a TV show, but it just, once it gets to the end and they're just all these monsters in the house and it's just whatever the heck's going on. And then the whole, like they're sort of just like controlled chaos towards the end there. Yeah. And then they end up having to like feed the earth or something or it'll get mad. Uh, I don't know. That that (laughs) reminds me of the birdemic with the, uh, with the global warming undertones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the such subtle global warming and environmental <laughs> subplot there. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. But. No, I I agree with you. I don't think it was a good movie, but I just think it's a good idea. The whole yeah. You know what though? I might have not given it a fair chance when I first saw it because I went into it hearing that it wasn't a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem. That's what I hate about going into movies that people have seen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause like everyone, like, uh, when when JV told us to watch the room, we were expecting it to be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Which I may have been. We may have watched it better because we were expecting it to be a good movie. Because let me tell you, from, maybe from the first line, if I didn't, if I wasn't recommended it, I would have shut it off. <laughs> I don't even remember the. first I don't line. either, but I just remember every line was terrible. Oh, yeah. There wasn't. So the a, first one must have been yeah. terrible, too. I mean, I remember in the first, like, ten minutes, the uh, awkward kid goes in, like, three third wheels while they're, like, about to bang or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily for our listeners, this is not another show about the room. Yes. This... <laughs> but tonight we're actually talking about Night of the Living Dead, another classic. Uh, yep, continuing the October Classic Month with... The uh, George A. Romero 1963 movie that was... This is actually our first black and white movie we're reviewing. 
Yeah, actually, not first one that I've seen, but first one that we reviewed. And this actually just became public domain recently, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Which yeah, I, that's why I was surprised that uh, that we couldn't find it on Netflix. I feel like they'd be jumping all over that, that because it's free to have anywhere. That is a really good point, and I thought the same thing because like it was on there like a week ago. Yeah, exactly. And the my um just just to uh, recap here, the reason we aren't doing Friday the th- no yeah Friday the thirteenth. That's what we said we were gonna do, right? Yeah, yeah. Is because, yeah, we're not doing that because they took it off Netflix. And I figured, oh, they took it off because it's Halloween and they want people to buy it or whatever. But, I mean, Night of the Living Dead's public domain, so what do they have to lose? You may as well just have it on there. Yeah, really. Maybe they took off Friday the 13th. That's what we were going to do, right? Sorry, yeah, I already yeah. blanked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe they took that off just for, like, a couple days and maybe they'll put it on right before Halloween again. That'd be something that I could get down with. That'd be kind of cool if, like, they took or like they put on a bunch of good scary movies right before Halloween. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess so, but it's kind of Halloween season right now. I guess it's been Halloween season ever since the Fourth of July happened. Yeah, basically in stores. <laughs> Ditto, my brother. Yeah, I'm already seeing Christmas decorations up, and I was thinking we should do Rudolph for next week. But <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for Christmas. You have no idea. November 1st. No, I, do. I do have an idea. I've known you for plenty of years. <laughs> November 1st starts the Christmas music. I'm telling you. The Christmas you. tree goes up. Yes. I'm so excited. But anyway, um, so let's see. I don't really know where you want to start with this one. Well, let's start with kind of where they started. I guess this is the first time that any uh, any of any zombies have been seen in the movie before. I guess the really you haven't seen conventional zombies before this this movie in any in any movies. Yeah, I mean which they is were kind of cool. They were they've been in movies. They just haven't been what modern zombies are thought to be like, um, wandering living dead. Yeah, they haven't been exactly. They haven't been living dead. Yeah. They've always been possessed by something else before this, haven't they? Been correct me if I'm wrong. I that's what I that's the impression I have too. I mean, I'm sh- there's probably the Living Dead in a movie before this somewhere, but it's probably not like like what we think of the Living Dead. It was probably something like sorcery or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, one thing that this movie did that I did like was they didn't hesitate on getting into the action. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they were they were just hanging they were in the graveyard and uh I I forget her name already. Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. Her brother her brother was joking around with her saying, Oh, this man's coming to get you and you really don't even realize that it's a zombie at first. You sort it sort of just looks like a man kind of hobbling through the background of the screen. Yeah, that that um that scene we were talking about that with JV two weeks ago too and he brought yeah, he brought that, really that up stuck out to me just because it really reinforced what I heard yeah it's just kind of wandering in the distance and w- let's rewind a little bit the same sort of thing is happening in the very the opening scene of the movie when the camera is still and you're just following the car driving through the hills and it starts off really yeah. far away and it's just getting mm-hmm. closer and closer and that's kind yeah, of I like. I like the car opening credit scene personally a lot because 
it was something that was underneath the credits, so you're not just watching the credits, but you also kind of take a minute to notice the credits because not a lot's happening, and it really sets up the, the fact that they're really far out in the country because there's about three to five minutes of them doing nothing but driving on, like, dirt roads. Yeah, I feel like um, that was kind of the opening that Birdemic was trying to copy, but they just didn't do it as effectively. That's an interesting point, yeah, because they in Birdemic they weren't going into the country or anything. He ended up at a diner. And he was, it was, it felt like the driving was so much longer. Yeah, and probably so much worse, too. And there was no real point to it. It wasn't creepy. It was just him driving a Mustang. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I think that the driving in the beginning kind of sets up the whole mood, and it shows them driving by the cemetery sign, so you know, oh, they're going to a cemetery. And, um, and I don't, they, they aren't talking in the car until they get stopped. But once they stop, no. they start talking about why they're there. And that you kind of get the sense that Barbara's brother is kind of a tool. Yeah, definitely. He kind of, he really just seemed like he didn't care about his father's grave at all, really. Yeah, he said, he said it's been a year. I don't even remember him. After a year. Yeah, what the heck? I forgot about that. He said that until you just mentioned Yeah, that. like, I was thinking about that. A year, people are still like devastated after a year it takes like 15 years to even be able to cope with it honestly like the body's still warm down there after a year (laughs) i'm i feel like a year is crazy especially for your father yeah i mean i I can like it wasn't a long lost family relative and he and this guy doesn't even want to bring the flowers the wreath to his father's grave yeah i i think that that was that was just good writing though because i think it, they didn't come out. He didn't do really do anything that made you not like him, but you just didn't like him. Yeah, already, which made sense that he was the first one to go in the whole movie. Yeah, I think that's why they did that, too. Not Yeah, for once in this movie, the black guy wasn't the first one to go. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, this is black and white, so it's whole different, yeah. completely different. Yeah, exactly. But um, So, yeah, so they're in the graveyard, and... There, he's kind of complaining, and Barbara kneels down to pray, and he's kind of, this was where I really didn't like him, actually. It was when he was kind of egging on his sister, like, stop praying, praying for church, you can yeah. pray later. Yeah, and then, and I, I mean, the whole, the whole time he's in the movie, he's egging her on, whether it be telling her that she's stupid for wanting to bring flowers to her father's grave, or she's praying, or, oh, this guy is gonna come get you yeah which one and of the most iconic movie lines is in that scene and it's they're coming to get you barbara <laughs> that's and that's great that's an iconic but, movie uh, line right there yeah and it turns out he was just joking but they really were coming together and as soon as he realized that he sort of jumped into action well he pulled I, the zombie or whatever they thought it was off barbara and then Took the blow himself. Yeah, he got hit in the head pretty bad on a gravestone. Yeah, I was kind of a little bit confused at this part because we were talking about this very scene with JV last week, but that's not how I envisioned it going. Because when you first see that zombie, he doesn't seem concerned with eating with eating Barbara's brother at all. He kind of just throws him on the ground and then looks right to Barbara, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, I didn't notice that. That's a good point. 
Yeah, um, and then the other thing that I noticed about that one scene too is that zombie did in fact run. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good segue to what I want to talk about, and we'll get back to the whole not eating her brother because I don't really have an answer to that, but I do have an answer right. to the running. Um, the zombies, if I can, I don't know if you picked up on it, but there are a lot of points I can uh, point you to in the direction to sh- prove to you that the zombies actually are intelligent in the movie. All right. Well, because, we'll see if I picked up on them and didn't realize it. Yeah, I'll give you a few for instances. For one, the first time you realize, okay, they aren't stupid, is when um, Barbara's in the car for the first time when the one zombie's chasing her, and it's banging on the window, and yeah. the door's locked. So it, So it's banging on the window for a little bit, and then it looks and then it runs to the other door. Yeah, and then the other a, door is locked. Good point. And then after he realizes both the doors are locked, he picks up a rock and breaks the window. All right, so there has to be some thought process going around there. So he uses tools. That's the first one. And then the other one that really showed me um, that they were intelligent was way later when um, the. Uh, it's the same, the whole same using the tools thing. But when the daughter, you know how the daughter, remember the, I forget ah, the daughter. yes, with the spatula. Yeah, she she kills the mom using the spatula. And she she almost doesn't even seem like a zombie there. Exactly. She just kind of wants to, wants to kill the mom because she doesn't eat him. She eats the dad. Yep. But she, she just, just, wants to kill she the just mom. attacks the mom. And she does it pretty fluently. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I will get to that scene later because there's a lot of stuff in that scene that I want to talk about. But yeah, back to that. One other part, portion I wanted to bring up, too, and I don't know if you caught this, but just after talking about it, was when they first see see the zombies from inside the house, they smash they smash Ben's headlights with yes. rocks. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> that's that's true. That That is another using tools thing. And there's a little funny blooper in there. I don't know if you caught that. Did you catch the blooper right there? Probably not. There's, Lay it on me. I it, it's you're not going to really be able to say, oh yeah, unless you're ne- until next time you watch it. But when they they literally so the camera shows them smashing the headlight, yeah, and then it goes goes back to Ben, and it shows Ben's reaction, and then it goes back, and both the headlights are completely fine again. Are they? And they're, <laughs> and they're shining, and they're not smashed at all. <laughs> it's just real, and it's like within two seconds of them smashing it. It's just pretty funny. That's funny. Well, it's probably hard to tell in a black and white movie. That's that might have been why I didn't pick it up. Yeah, no, and I, I didn't even pick it up honestly until I rewinded it. There, I forget why. Now I was distracted or something. I rewinded it, and then a second time I picked it up. I was like, wait a minute. That's funny. They literally just smashed the headlights. Well, there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of little stuff like that in the movie. That I feel like that's what makes them entertain entertaining though. Definitely. All those little movie mistakes. But yeah, so I think that explains why it was running because I don't think they're what we think of as mindless zombies. Because you have to you have to really remember too that they um, these zombies aren't zombies. They're, zombies weren't a thing at this point. This is the living dead, and they call them ghouls. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they refer to them as ghouls in the movie? Yeah. So there's no guidelines. There's no like, oh, they have to be. They have to only walk, and they have to be mindless, and they 
have to just eat brains, you know? It's kind of... Yeah, now... Nowadays, I feel like there's certain stereotypes that sort of go along with zombies. Isn't one of them that, like, they don't... They can't climb upstairs very well, or they can't climb up ladders? Maybe. I don't... I don't know. I don't really know modern zombies, to be honest. Oh. And, well, the (laughs) other one that I know is that they can't... They don't use door handles. They can't turn door handles. Yeah. Well, the, I well mean, it seems like these zombies definitely would have been able to. Oh yeah, because they're intelligent. They're not. Yeah. I mean, they're not geniuses, but they're not stupid. Yeah, they're certainly no Einsteins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we are back. I am James here with the Ghost Goons. And we still got Adam on the other side. So we are talking about Night of the Living Dead. And we left off talking about um, the zombies being intelligent. That's right. So, without further ado, I think that leads us perfectly into what you were talking about um, in the first scene with the... What were you talking about again? The zombie... I forget. About how that zombie could run. No, 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 no. You said something else. Oh, it didn't It didn't eat Ben. It didn't eat her brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. It didn't, okay. didn't, eat, didn't eat her brother. So, yeah, I don't really have an answer for that. I don't know if there's anything that came in your head. No, not really at all. I just thought it was kind of weird. That's why I was kind of confused, because we talked about that same scene with JV. But watching it, I wasn't convinced that it was the scene that we were talking about, if you know what I mean, because I wasn't sure if that was a zombie, if that was just a sick person. Yeah. Or it just sort of tackled her brother and then went straight for her and left him alone. But Because if he was just hungry and wanted to eat her brother... He was ready to be eaten for the taking. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's I really don't have an answer. Yeah, it's a we good, it's a good that. point. We'll have to bring in an expert for that one. It's a good point, and I'm sure there is an answer. At least, or there's a theory that we're just not thinking of. Yeah, there's got to be at least a couple theories. Yeah, I mean, it, it may just be that it's not. <laughs> they aren't like out to eat people, and they, it just saw her, and it's like, oh, another person to kill. Nice. I guess that's not a bad point either, because if they eat, if they completely ate everyone they killed, none of them would be turned into zombies because they'd all be super dead. Yeah, and that so they must just have to kill some people. Well, that I mean that is partially true, but also. I don't know if you remember when they were in the um, when they were like what uh, watching the news broadcasts. Do you you remember when they were like half the movie was news broadcasting? Yeah, yeah. And um, the one the reporter guy who looked like the biggest nerd on the planet. Um, <laughs> he he said that it, they anyone who dies turns into the zombie because it's the the radiation is in the air. That's right. So anybody who dies in that whole time time span, all right, I get that. So you don't have to be like bitten by a zombie or whatever. It's just yeah, anyone just helps who dies. It. Anyone who dies. Comes so it's kind of like a zombie. disease, and it's a radiation that affects anything dead or any dead bodies. Well, I no, guess. I don't think it's a disease. I think it's just a radiation. But what about the girl? What about the what about the daughter? Because she, she got bit by the zombie. Well, yeah, she died from the disease of the dead body biting her. Oh, she, whatever that guy died from still had some of the disease in him. Or, or I mean, if you remember, Ben just said 
right before the daughter came back to life, he said, you have no idea what diseases these things can carry. That's a good point. So I think I guess that, I just sort of assumed that it was a disease, and I probably have just been brainwashed by modern zombies into thinking yeah. that it had to be a disease. I mean, it could have been. That's just not what I thought. I thought that she just died from some other disease, and then the um, everyone who dies comes back as a zombie, so that's what happened to her. Yeah, with the context of the whole movie, I think I like that theory better. Yeah, because he, they were they were kind of really the emphasis on the radiation. Yeah, and the zombies seem very, very human-like, and it doesn't seem like that they that they all had one thing in common. You know what I mean? They all kind yeah. of had their own. Like they all definitely died in their own way, and then just came back yeah. as reanimated corpses. That brings up uh, another point that I want to talk about um another thing we were talking about with jv briefly uh the whole thing about the zombies that we see nowadays are completely mutilated you know yeah it looks like every single one of them died from like being blown apart or something they're like burning alive or something and that's not the case with these zombies which i really liked personally yeah me too they had that one that one zombie like eight times I was just completely naked but she didn't have any scratches on her or anything really <laughs> do you um the, now that you brought that up I was we, I was talking <laughs> to JV off the record about that too um and he said that like all the people he talks to like he when he talks to um John Russo who who's the screenplay writer and um he he was one of the zombies in the movie but he's he's like one of the big names in the movie he JV's pretty good friends with him, and he was telling me about how that's like one of the funniest stories. Like that that girl who was naked in the movie, they didn't ask her to be naked. She just vo- <laughs> she just volunteered to be naked. <laughs> like that's she just great. randomly was like, "I'll be naked if you want me to," and they were like, "Okay." <laughs> that's awesome. I just think I, that's just so funny. He said, uh, "JV said that they just tell everyone that story because I think it's hilarious." No, that's awesome. And they, like, everyone who's in that movie knows who the naked girl is. That's just how they refer to her, the naked girl. Naked girl? Yeah. And they all know. She was naked girl in the credits. <laughs> that would that'd be pretty funny. Actually, it, I would, it, did you, like, pay attention to it? Because she probably was, like, naked zombie or naked ghoul or something. No, I actually didn't pay attention at all. She probably was, because they were, that's how they were identifying them. Yeah. I'm well, looking that, through the IMDb page now. That brings up another good point that I did want to address. Um, John Russo's zombie, did you pick up on which one he was? I did not, actually. He was... Okay, I, I'm going to have to try to paint the picture for you. All right. The, not the first zombie, the one in the, in the um, graveyard, but once Barbara goes to the house and after she meets up with Ben and stuff... The first zombie that's in the house, and it's, like, walking towards her, and then Ben smacks it with the crowbar. Oh, yes, the one that she doesn't see. Yeah, and then and then he drags it out on the porch and lights it on fire. Yeah. That's that's um, John Russo. Oh, that's awesome. I wish I knew that watching it. The yeah, first like, time. I, didn't, I didn't pick up on it at first, but then I looked at it, and it looks like, it looks just like he, the John Russo we met a couple weekends ago. Yeah, that's like it, funny. It's it, cool. It's so did he actually get lit on fire on the porch is the real question. Well, I mean, you tell me. Did he look like he did? Yeah. 
<laughs> when 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 you met him a couple weekends ago, oh, no, it looked not like when we he... met him. I thought you met in the movie. In the movie, it looked like you did. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but uh, I don't think he really looks like he was lit on fire. No, 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 not today. <laughs> I don't know. That's a question you'll have to ask him. My guess is no. Yeah, I guess the more I'm thinking about it, I'm going to go with no as well. But. Hey, but you know what? You never know. There weren't as many special effects back then. And he is a daredevil. Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up in this was I thought the soundtrack was awesome. Yeah. That, yeah there, that... weren't a lot of, there weren't a lot of very bloody and gory sounds, which I thought was really cool, but rather very like distinct graphic sounds that were not overpowering at all. Like What, I, what I'm mostly thinking of is the first time the zombies are uh, reaching in through the through the plywood windows and one of the one of the guys the name's escaping me is uh, slashing at the hands with a kitchen knife. Mhm. Yep. I just thought that I thought that sound was great cuz it sounded probably a lot like it would actually sound sort of just a knife or something hitting a hand rather than some gory bloody squishy juicy goodness. Yeah, that that stuck out to me too and the all the other sound effect that stuck out to me was um, a little more in the beginning of the movie when Ben goes out and starts hitting all the zombies with the crowbar, kind of in the beginning, when there's just like three of them. Yeah. And he's just hitting them all. It's just such like a... Uh, it just sounds like blunt objects hitting flesh. It's just kind of gross. Exactly. It sounds more like a thud than like a stabbing. I just stumbled across a pretty interesting fact. All right, lay it on me. Um, hang on, I have to read it for myself first to make sure it's actually All interesting. Right. So I won't read it right yet. But All right. Um trying to think of where we can go. What 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 um where do you think we should go from here? That flows I don't cold. really know. I think we we hit we hit most of the big parts of the movie. I really like the ending of the movie. Let me just tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I guess we can talk about that. I, I'll just let you go on with that. Yeah, I'll let you read your thing. Just leave this up to me. So kind of Thank at you. the end of the movie, you think that he, he had to just kill the people that he was fending off the house with because they got infected with the disease. So he's sitting there alone, and you think that there's no hope when all of a sudden you start hearing the, it pans out to the morning, and then there's the police sirens and people coming in, and you think, oh, good, he's saved. Because he has no idea. There's no windows or anything in the basement. So he's mm-hmm. just sitting there. He thinks all is hopeless until he hears these sirens and starts to come out come out of the basement. And these uh, the police officers and, and good civilians of the nearest town were shooting whatever zombies were left. So he's, he's getting ready to thank them. He's coming out of the basement when one of the, when the police chief or whoever that was thinks that he is a zombie living in that house and orders him to be shot down by a sniper and they shoot him even though he wasn't infected with anything whatsoever. And that's that point right there. He the police chief, he didn't even think about it. You know, like Exactly. Yeah, it didn't even bother him. It didn't even he didn't even think to go look to see if it was a, a zombie. He's just like after the guy shoots him, he's just like night shot. I like grab him and add him to the fire. And that's because to us, he was like the biggest character in the movie, Ben, and he just got shot, and it should be so dramatic. But to the police chief, he doesn't care. He doesn't know anything about him. 
in actuality, in something like how this would have played out, that's probably how that would sort of go almost, I, the way I was thinking. That's probably not too far off. I think that's exactly how it would go, honestly. Yeah, I, because he's in the middle of the woods. They're just, they probably just shot down 15 of these things that are just walking around stragglers. So if you see another one in the house with a bunch of dead ones already in the house, you'd think that anything moving in there was just ready to be shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I interpreted as too. I think that that in in a real life situation, that's how it'd go out. It wouldn't be like, and I, I feel like if this if the movie was remade nowadays, it would be some dramatic like rescue. Yeah, definitely. Like they shoot him and he's still alive, and they need to get him, but he's dying. I don't know. And I mean, honestly, the whole movie, I was expecting him and Barbara to survive. Ben and Barbara. Yeah, I, for some reason, I actually wasn't, I thought that Barbara was going to turn into a zombie herself. Really? You want to know why? No. Because when she's in it, she's delirious sitting on the couch, and who, who's the other girl that's with them? Uh, What's her name? Which one? Was that Judy? They're two. Yeah. It was either Judy or Helen. I don't know which I don't one you're talking which about. One, but they're watching her upstairs. And she lights a cigarette, and as soon as she lights the match, Barbara's head whips back. Yeah. If you remember, the, the zombies hate fire. So I thought at that point, because she hadn't talked for probably a half an hour in the movie, I thought she was turning into a zombie. That brings up a good point, because the, I mean, I was kind of seeing where you, where I was seeing that too, and the whole movie, she was kind of, she was in shock, and that's why she was acting like that. But on the other, that's how they explained it, but I see where you're going with, Okay, maybe they're just saying she's in shock because that's what they think, but she's really about to turn. That's what I thought, especially when I saw the fire. But then a lot happened, or a lot went down, and nothing really happened, and then she eventually got eaten by her brother, who was a zombie. Yeah. So I don't know. But again, no, you had... didn't really play anything with that. But I, but other than that, I think that the scene where she got startled by the fire was kind of pointless because I didn't really understand that. Yeah, and again, you have to remember too that. It's not an illness. She's not going to get infected. She has to die. Yeah, I guess. So she's not I just going to. So I don't. I guess then I don't really understand the. I think but I think the, I think the whole point of that was to make you th- think she's going to turn. That could be. That could just be playing with your mind. I think it was. Yeah, because otherwise then, uh, that's pointless. But then whoever that whoever the woman was, Helen or Judy, their husband lit a cigarette right after and I thought she was going to freak out more and then nothing happened. It didn't even show her face. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it was just, it's probably just supposed to get you. It's probably one of those things. It's probably, it's kind of, I bet you it's supposed to be like a jump scare. Like Maybe. that, it's that kind of thing. supposed to make you think. Yeah. Speaking of jump scares, there was a jump scare. And you, Oh, Night I remember exactly Dead. which one it was when they're first entering the house. Yep. Yeah, with the with the dead body at the top of the stairs. And, I mean, it wasn't like something popped out, but it made me jump. It was a quick scene yeah. cut. It caught me off guard. And it's quick scene cut and then loud music. Yeah, exactly. And it made me jump. And I was like, oh, George Romero, you sly dog. You sly dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're about to go to break. But before we do, I just want to read this fact that I found. I just found it. I stumbled across it. And it's pretty interesting. Um, so we were wrong about the whole 
going public domain recently thing. All right. What really happened was when they released the movie, they didn't put a an on-screen copyright notice in the beginning of the movie like you're supposed to. And they didn't put any legal disclaimers at all in the whole movie. So, like, wow. if, if you remember, it the movie starts right off with them in the car. Yeah. And there's no legal disclaimers or anything in the beginning credits or the ending credits or anything. So the movie, when it, as soon as it was released, it was public domain by law. That's so dumb. I like how it jumped right into it. I know. But by law, it was just public domain. Ah, that that makes sense. I guess they didn't they didn't cover up after themselves. Yep. That's so they so rough. So they didn't make that's a any great money. Movie. They could have yep. been making tons of money off that for their whole lives. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna take a short break, and we will be right back. You're back with James and Adam, the Ghost Goons, and we are talking about one of the most successful independent films ever made, Night of the Living Dead. Um, That's so, right. So, um. Just to come back into it a little bit, we were talking about before about the um, copyrights and how it was an independent film when it was the second it was released because, or not an independent film, it was public domain because it was released without any copyright. So um, I just wanted to add in, you know, remember the ending credits when those pictures were going and everything? And yeah, I liked those a lot. It yeah. seemed like it kind of it kind of was the first idea probably of like having the real newscast element sort of at the yeah. end. Well, apparently um I heard from a little birdie that <laughs> the those credits weren't supposed to be there. When what they do you mean? when they originally re- released the movie, there were no credits. Cuz no they No credits at the end just at the beginning? No, there were none at all. None at all? Yeah. That's my kind of movie. That's the movie I want to see. Because they wanted, they really wanted to make it seem like at the end of the movie, those pictures were actually real news pictures, and and they wanted you to start to question your reality. That's weird. That's freaky. They're that, trying to take horror movies to a whole new level, especially for that time. And it wasn't a found footage movie. So, And I think that they kind of they, they accomplished that, I think. Pretty well. Like, imagine if those mean? credits weren't there and you were just looking at those pictures and stuff. Those were the pictures were kind of creepy, very creepy. And so, I mean, some movies kind of do that today. They kind of have the last scene and then they show a couple more clips and then it cuts to black, but then they roll the credits. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, I I, I personally think that it would be radical and a great idea to do a movie without credits. I think that would be very cool. Yeah. It's pretty it's I don't pretty know crazy. how you do that, though, because then people would start to get pissed off, like, hey, I did this for the movie, yeah. put my name in it. I think the only way to do that would be to make a public domain movie that people are just making because they want to make. Yeah, exactly. You, you wouldn't be able to make money off of it at all. Yeah, exactly. We'll but, make that movie. But, I mean, you have to think about it, too. When, when Night of the Living Dead was released... And it was released in, like, the era of drive-in movies. So it was it, it was one of the biggest drive-in movies of all time. So you think about the audience in a drive-in watching the movie. And then the that ending... That would be freaky. Yeah, and then the ending credits starting to be like, is this real, you know? 
Yeah. Like starting Holy to question cow. it. That would be sick. I've actually never been to a drive-in movie, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, I've been meaning to get there, but like, I don't know. I just never been. I I've never like seen a bunch of people to go to one. I've a never nice truck. I've never watched like a horror movie in the drive-in. The only one I've ever seen was Monsters vs. Aliens at my friend's birthday party. How was that? It was so fun. We had like we basically um, tailgated. Yeah, that, see, I feel like that'd be sick. Did you bring like a grill? Yeah, I would definitely bring like a grill. We we brought a grill and, like, and we played like drinks. we played like football for a while, and then we once it got dark, we just all got in the back of the trucks and watched the movie. We're doing that. We're doing that soon. Yeah, it's fun. We should. <laughs> There's one not too far from my house, like 20 minutes yeah. away. Yeah, there is one close to you. We should. We should, next is time we want to see a movie. I don't remember. It was so long ago. Oh. Uh, it was whenever Monsters vs. Aliens came out. I guess, yeah. That was definitely at least a couple years ago. I feel like it'd be great to see a horror movie in a drive-in. Though. Yeah, that's... Like that'd be a, next, an experience. Next time we want to see a good horror movie that's in theaters, um, we should go see it in the drive-in. And also... Yeah, is that what they do? They play, they play like, current movies? I don't even know yeah. how they work. Yep, they... I mean, usually they do. Sometimes they'll be playing, like, old movies, but they will play them. Like, um, when I saw Monsters vs. Aliens, which I just looked up, and it was in 2008, that was when it was... So it that was, was a while ago. It was when it was in theaters. So, cool. Yeah, so I I mean, I guess we've hit pretty much everything from Night of the Living Dead. Is there anything else you want to add before we conclude? No, it? I mean, I mean, probably rating-wise, since aren't we kind of doing a little rating, I'd probably give it about an eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that I, it's hard to rate it because I don't want to rate it on a did it scare me scale because then exactly it, i didn't do that i rated it on how quality a movie i yeah. thought it was and how it was groundbreaking and it incorporated a lot of new and unique ideas and it, I mean, it really didn't scare me the one jump scare honestly did get me yeah i'm not gonna try to try to play strong man on that and i think overall it was for for a movie that's quote-unquote classic and one that is like older there aren't Usually those movies don't scare me, but I think this one scared me more than most of those. I was going to say, I remember watching Nosferatu a while ago and not being scared at all, and I think that this probably did scare me. I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of this movie. Yeah. So with that said, I think that I'll give it an 8 as well. Fair enough. I think I think that if it if it didn't have the revolutionary components that it has it would be lower, but just the fact that the um, writers, George Romero and um, uh, John Russo, they actually came up with the idea for cannibalism in zombies. Yeah, that's right. You were saying that. That's the original idea by them. So I think with that said and knowing that, it makes the mo- it brings the movie on a much higher level. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. great movie all in all, though. I give it an eight. Eight all yeah. around. So That's a wrap there. What else do we got coming yeah, up? Yeah, I was gonna say, without further ado, I wanna revisit the whole this this is we're we're jumping really away from horror, but that's okay. Because that's what we do here at the Ghost Goons factory. We are ju- I wanna jump from um Night of the Living Dead and go back to when we were talking about drive ins and monsters versus aliens. 
And I want to jump right. to our childhood and talk about some upcoming Pixar movies. Ah, classic. Because there are there are a lot from our childhood that are upcoming. First, um, uh, The Good Dinosaur, which isn't from our childhood, but that's one that I'm excited to see. Yeah, that one just looks awesome. That just looks like a great movie. You know what? It, it reminds me of a 3D Land Before Time. Really, though? And it, it looks a little more... It's it's more Pixar-y. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's got a. It seems like the animation is really similar to the style, like Toy Story or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's same. It's. Well, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. That was probably a, a dumb comment, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, so I'm excited for that. But on an even more exciting note, and I don't know, I don't know how much of these you know, but there's some movies that from our childhood, from the '90s, that are getting sequels or early 2000s. Um. The one that I'm most excited about is The Incredibles. The Incredibles is getting a sequel. They are getting in a. They're getting a sequel. That's very cool. That was a great movie. Yep, it's said to be released in the summer of 2016, but that's possibly being pushed back. Ah, uh, but yeah, those t- those movies take a long time. Yeah, in the production stage. So that one, that's The Incredibles was a great movie. That's that's one of my favorite soundtracks right there. I don't really remember the soundtrack for that that much. I saw I've only seen that movie a couple times and not in a long long time. I yeah, I would sing it for you, but I'm not going to. All right, I Look appreciate that and I'm sure our <laughs> listeners do too. <laughs> it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Look <laughs> that one up. Um and then another one. This one I'm probably most excited about. And hopefully it's not a letdown because a lot of people are saying that it's just going to be a letdown. But I, I mean, I I don't know why they're saying that because nothing has been released for it at all. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where they're coming from. But um, Finding Nemo is getting a sequel. Really, that was yep. a good movie. And they're calling it Finding Dory. Uh oh, because she was the dumb one. She was the one who didn't have a memory. Yeah, but then she remembered P. Herman something something on the boot. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, I don't know. I Pixar makes Pixar makes they make a lot great of great quality yeah. movies. They really do. Like you can't argue with a good Pixar movie, no matter what movie honestly. it was. They're all good, honestly. And I can't think of one that they released that was kind of like eh. One of the new ones that came out that I haven't seen, um, Inside Out. Have you heard about that one? Oh, I heard, I thought the idea was awesome. I actually haven't heard anything about it. I don't know why I yeah. said that. Uh, the idea, I think, is really awesome. And it's, no, I I, thought leave it, was it up brilliant. to Pixar. Leave it up to Pixar to come up with that. But I've heard, I heard it was excellent. Or actually, Spencer said it was really good. Really? Yeah. You got to trust Spencer I know, you, over anyone. I, I can't believe we're even talking about this without Spencer. Honestly, this is, this is not good. Yeah, it's a crime. He's going to call on. He's going to be our first caller. <laughs> he's, he's probably he's not very like, happy. I heard you guys were talking about Inside Out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably, when he hears this, he won't be happy, but that's okay. So, yeah. that leads us to the next big one that I'm excited about. I mean, this isn't as huge news because they made a sequel a couple years ago, but Toy Story is getting a fourth movie. Are they? Because the third one was yeah. awesome. And you know what? This is actually, I was reading this this morning. You'll find this really interesting. You know how um, Tom Hanks voices, uh, uh, what's his name? Woody? Yeah. He actually, 
Wait, it's Tom Hanks, right? Um, I think so. Sounds right. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it, it's Tom Hanks. It's not. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, he he actually doesn't voice Woody. Who does? His brother. Jim Hanks. Yeah. Really. Yep, I was reading this article about it, and what happens is Tom Hanks gets so many jobs, he's so busy, that he's trained his brother to to sound like him. So, <laughs> so his brother, like, is um, whatever you call it. What do you call that? Voice acting? No, no, no. He's like, uh, a, like ventriloquism, is that what it is? Would that is that what you'd call it? When you can talk like know. other people? Well, whatever it is. He's an impersonator. Sure. He trained himself to sound just like Tom Hanks, his brother. So now whenever Tom Hanks gets a job that's like in a video game or in a movie or something, he just has his brother go do it. That's funny. He just sends Jim over there. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's great. Honestly, Tom Hanks is not the worst person to sound like. Really, <laughs> though? And I, was, I watched a video, and it's incredible how he sounds like him. It's, it's identical. Does his talking voice sound like Tom Hanks's? I mean, yes, you can hear resemblances, but it it wouldn't make the cut. Really? Yeah. And That's cool. from from what I understand, and I don't I don't still don't know exactly everything about it, but he Tom Hanks does like some of the stuff in Toy Story, but he just doesn't do all of it. Really? That's that's impressive if you can switch back and forth in the same movie. Yeah. I know I know he does some of it. Yeah. It is his voice in some of it. I don't know where it is and where it isn't. I I if I had to guess, I'd say that he pro- Tom Hanks probably did the first movie. And then he just got too busy. Yeah, that makes sense because he didn't yeah. know if it was going to be a good one, so he might as well debut as himself instead of sending his brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, might my, as well test out the waters first. My guess is like Pixar was really eager to make sequels, and Tom Hanks was so busy that they're like, "All right, what can we do?" Yeah, exactly. And then they called his brother over. Yeah, especially I feel because like, like I feel in, like until you know until you know that you want Tom Hanks as the voice, like. You don't want Jim Hanks to start off, you yeah. know what I mean? Because Tom Hanks is a famous actor. I really hadn't even heard of Jim Hanks till now. And that, the like, my question is: I feel like it's it would be illegal, or there'd be something wrong with it for them to say it's Tom Hanks, but it not be Tom Hanks. Yeah, so that they must sound right. They must have to have him in a certain percentage of it. Yeah, for them to be able to say it's him. I guess I feel like you'd have to. Give Jim Hanks credit anyway, unless you got his verbal permission or like written permission that he didn't have to get credit. Well, I, I'm for sure. It. I'm sure that's what they did. I'm sure they just he just gets like a ton of money for it. Yeah. Which I'd be cool with. Yeah, really. If I sounded like Tom Hanks, I would tell people I was and just get a bunch <laughs> of money for get as much money as yeah. Tom Hanks. So before we uh, go to break here, I just want to talk about one more Pixar movie that's coming out, um, and that is Cars Three. Really? I did not know about that. Those are great movies. Yeah, I didn't see the second one. I mean, they're so scrutinized, and I don't know why, honestly. What does scrutinized mean? They're like, <laughs> just people rat on them. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I really liked tar- or Cars 1. 
I did too. I don't remember much of Cars 2. I might have only seen like the second half of it. Yeah, I I never saw it, but I know people rat on it, so I don't know why. Really? I love Cars 1. Yeah. All right. So uh, after that uh, Pixar tangent, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back to sum everything up for you. So that was enough of a trip down memory lane, I guess. Uh, we got some good Pixar films coming up. I'm personally excited for those. Yeah, me too. But, uh, let's just go back to a quick little recap of our uh, of the classic Night of a Living Dead. I thought it was a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I'd highly, highly recommend. Yeah, it's one of those movies... And I think that it's it's definitely one that's better seen in the October Halloween season. It's yeah, it just those, kind of puts you in the mood. Yeah, of, puts you in the mood of Halloween. Puts you in the mood of walking around. And there's a lot of other things walking around, and you're not quite sure what they are. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly, think about next. If you do, you go trick or treating or anything? Do you? Oh yeah, yeah, every year. Okay, so think about that scene. In the graveyard, when the the uh, ghoul is walking around, and they just think it's a regular person. Now, you know what? I'm not gonna like that. Now <laughs> think about that when you're walking scary. around and you just assume everyone's in a costume and none of it's real. Oh God, I don't like that. <laughs> I probably will too. <laughs> that's just that's just an eerie image, huh? Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, but I again, I I recommend it. I think it's a movie that you can watch even if you're not super into horror movies. It's not. Scary. It's just a good movie. Yeah, I'm planning on showing this movie to some of my friends that say, "Oh, I can't watch horror movies. I get scared too easily." Yeah, and again, looking at it from a youthful perspective, which is kind of what we're all about. When most most of my friends, when I say, "Oh, it's black and white," they're like, "Uh." Yeah, just say, "Give it a try." I like for some movies. I personally like them better black and white. Me too. I think that There's it, some classic movies that are black and white. And black and white, honestly, it can bring a sense of creepiness to the movie. It can definitely bring a sense of creepiness to the movie, and also at the same time, it's it's the, the picture quality is just as good as anything that was basically shot between the time of black and white and through at least the beginning of color. Yeah. I was surprised that, that the picture quality was very good because I don't watch many black and white movies. I used to watch more, I guess. I used to do the, the Marx Brothers and the Three Stooges and yeah. all that. I was just about to bring up, it doesn't have to be horror. There's some really, some of the best comedies are in black and white. Oh, yeah. Most of the best yeah. comedies, dare I say. <laughs> yeah. Some of that Abbott and, uh, is Abbott and Costello is not black and white, is it? Uh, that is the early ones. Yeah. They might have gone into color in the end of I it, think that they did. Career. They went into color. But Abbott Costello, Three Stooges, Marx Brothers, that stuff's all great. All great. But then you get into well, yeah. black and white classics, which we'll be doing first Thursday of every month. We're going to start doing black and white classics. Yeah. Not that Night of the Living Dead isn't one. But we were just... yeah. We just wanted to do that one because that's a Halloween movie. Yeah. Do we have anything lined up for next week yet? Yeah, I think we were gonna we're gonna do Halloween next week. Isn't that? Oh no, there's no, that's, that's not another, the Thursday that's before. Week. Hmm. You know, I I don't have anything lined up. I don't know. I guess no. I guess if if anyone has any movies that they think is worthy of the Halloween October classic movie 
month. Super duper month. <laughs> Extraordinaire. <laughs> then uh, shoot us a Facebook message or an, or an email or something. Um, Facebook go, uh, slash the ghost goons. You can do uh, that. You yeah. can shoot us an email, obviously, at theghostgoons at gmail.com. Still waiting to hear from you. Yeah, I don't know the email. That's why I have Adam do it all the time. Just, <laughs> yeah. just so we're clear on that one. Um, I only actually communicate through email and yeah. radio. <laughs> Those <are> your... <laughs> if I want to, if I want to hang out with you, I have to shoot you an email. <laughs> well, sometimes, or you could hook up to my FM radio train, my ham radio transmitter. Yeah, you. No, you always have your radio set to a certain station. So if I start talking on that station, you hear me. Yeah, exactly. You could tune in on your walkie-talkie. I normally keep it at like seven point two. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so yeah, or for you anyone can... who needs to get a hold of me, that's normally how I communicate. Yeah, that's the best way. Just shoot him an email at the Ghost Goons email because he he's on that twenty four seven. He's addicted. That's easier. That's normally where I am. But yeah, I keep my do... radio just for my close friends. <laughs> that's like that's the equivalent of texting for Adam is using his radio. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can or you, you can do either of those. You can shoot us a tweet, or I don't really know we'll how. Tweet to, at us. Yeah, I don't really know how that works. I hear people saying tweet at us, so do that, and hopefully you we'll see it. I I think you, I think it's a twit. It's a tweet. It might be a twit. It's, it's for twits. It's Twitter, but you tweet on it or something. I don't yeah. know, but do that. Maybe it should be tweeter. Um, you can definitely look us up on Periscope. We do a lot of interesting yeah, stuff on there. Periscope's a good one. We we haven't been that active in Paris no. as of late. <laughs> I, I think we have like two videos or something. Nice. Well, check those out. Be sure. Those are good ones. Eventually, we'll be doing live ghost hunts on there. So, Yeah. Just in the future, you'll be able to check that out. That'll be really cool. Yeah, speaking of the future, coming up for us, what do we got coming up? Um, you tell me. Halloween. That's a yeah. big one. Halloween is a big one. Um, we'll be doing that special Halloween episode. I mean, kind of all October has been our special Halloween episode, Exactly. Though. This is kind of just our, our kind of month, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's our time of the month. The yeah. whole month. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it'd be our, our time of the year. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's, okay. Because it's a whole... All right, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We lost that joke. Um, but coming up, we don't really ghost hunt in the winter because it's too cold in New York. Yeah, and also it's hard to see them because ghosts are white. Snow, yeah. It yeah. is. It's just all too difficult. We're just too lazy yeah. in the winter. So we we won't be ghost hunting in the winter at all, but hopefully this summer we'll start up that uh, YouTube series we'll be doing. Absolutely. We'll be doing that. Um, so without further ado, I guess that's all we got for you tonight. Yeah. Watch. So without watch. further ado, let's go goon some ghosts. Right on, my friend. <laughs>